scripture reading this morning is from 2 Corinthians 12, 7 to 10. To keep me from becoming conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations, there was given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest in me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. C.S. Lewis has a well-known statement. Uh, we'll take a moment to read. God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a deft world. Going through this pandemic uh, over these last months, obviously there has been some level of suffering, isolation for sure, wanting to be with family, to be with friends, for us as a church community to gather together. Uh, hopefully we are beginning to come out of that at this point. But we know we've all struggled in our own ways. So how we deal with suffering and what we have learned from that going forward, thinking in terms of what have we learned from this pandemic, that's the direction we're going. And to help us here, we're going to look at 2 Corinthians, which is the most personal of Paul's writings. And in this, he speaks about his own suffering, uh, having to do with challenges that he's experiencing uh, in uh, his ministry. So we begin with Paul's own suffering, a malady. We know it well. Therefore, to keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given to me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from being too elated. The context here is... Paul is feeling the need to defend himself against uh, attackers who are saying that he doesn't quite measure up. And they start talking about his, their special experiences with God. And so Paul feels the need to defend himself. And so earlier in the chapter, he speaks about uh, visions that he had experienced, indeed being caught up to the third heaven, to paradise, and seeing amazing things. So that's what he's referring to in this text. And so in light of that, he experiences a malady to, to help keep him grounded. So that's the greater context. And it comes to us in this word a thorn, or a stake, or a pain. So Paul is experiencing some sort of physical malady that is really a challenge for him. Some have mused about this, of course, scholars, thinking that perhaps it's malaria, perhaps it's epilepsy, perhaps it is migraine headaches, which I've certainly had, a challenge that impedes us uh, in our daily life. So Paul is experiencing something. He says that it, in uh, context, it is to help him remain grounded, but nevertheless, here he is dealing with it. He finds it a challenge, he wants to get rid of it. And so we read, three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would leave me. So three times means repetitively. Paul keeps going to the Lord saying, God, I don't get this. I don't know why I'm experiencing whatever this is. Let's say migraines. 
and they wipe me out and for days or weeks I can't function, I can't go on in my ministry the way you want me to. What, what, what's this all about? And so he's saying, I, I don't see any reason for this. It does, there's no purpose in it. It just gets in the way, so I want to get rid of it. He sees no good in it at all. And so for us in this pandemic, uh, in this COVID-19, you know, like, okay, what's this about? What, what am I to learn? What, all these challenges, I'm isolated, I'm holed up in my house or my apartment. I, I don't get it, I don't understand. And so he sees this thorn as an impediment, even as we might experience our own challenges as impediments. And so how do we respond to that? Well, one way is sometimes we get bitter. We get angry. We get depressed, dis despair. We, we feel like giving up. That, that can be our response. I, I just get angry about this. Every time I get headaches, I just, God, why is this happening to me? Or sometimes we just kind of struggle on in our own resources, make the best of it. We just try to figure out how to cope with it, which isn't a bad response. Or thirdly, maybe it's just a stoic response. I just bite my upper lip, as they say, and just go to carry on. What else can I do? So what are our responses to the challenges? This is what's going on in Paul's mind. How do I deal with this thorn, this stake, this physical pain that I experience? What's my response to it? So he asks, he's praying, he's speaking to God about this, and he gets a bit of a surprising answer. And it's spoken as Jesus speaking to him, and it goes, but he said to me, he, Christ, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness, verse 9, chapter 12. My grace is sufficient, for power is made perfect in weakness. My grace means I am sufficient for you, Paul. My presence, I am with you. My grace stands for the person of Jesus. I am with you in all of this. So you are invited to look to me. My grace is sufficient for you. So Paul is sitting with this nagging problem still. What am I to learn here? My grace is sufficient. My power is made perfect in weakness. When you are weak, you depend on me, you lean on me, and then actually you are strengthened in your ministry. If you're strong, 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 maybe you start looking away from me. So Jesus is saying, my grace is sufficient, my power is made perfect in weakness, power is dunamis, dynamite, my dynamite for you is made perfect as you experience your weakness. So that's Christ's response to him. My grace is sufficient, when you are weak, I am strong. So he says to us here at Weston Park Baptist Church, for you in your situation, your discouraging times perhaps right now, my grace is sufficient for you. Indeed, when you are weak, I am strong. That's Christ's message to Paul and to us. Now when Paul understands that, when he hears it, a light goes on. So then Paul says, so, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Light goes on. Well, if that's the case, 
If Christ is with me and I am actually stronger when I'm weak, then okay, I'll, I'll go for that. He says yes to that. And the key phrase there is that the power of Christ may dwell in me. In my weakness, Jesus comes to me and live, dwell in you is, is the word for tenting. It's a very specific word. It's God tenting, tabernacling with Israel in the wilderness, God's presence. In John 1.14, Christ came, the word came and lived upon us, that lived with us. That's the same word, skenao. So Jesus is saying, I dwell with you. I dwell with Paul. I dwell with you. I tent with you. I am with you. The word from John is, and the word became flesh and lived among us. That's the word, dwell. So we are invited to look to Jesus, who is with us, who dwells with us, is with us in our disappointments, with us in our discouragement. He tents with us. His very person, through the Holy Spirit, this season of Pentecost, Jesus is with us through the Holy Spirit in this moment, tenting with us. And so Paul writes in another place, but we have this treasure in clay jars so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. We are those clay jars, weak in ourselves, but when God is with us, we are made strong. That is the word that Paul receives. He ends the unit saying, therefore I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities for the sake of Christ. Why? For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. When I am weak, I am not just sidelined and I'm out of it for, for months or weeks or whatever. God is with me. He strengthens me. He strengthens you. He's with us in those situations. So what do we learn from all this? Jesus is inviting us to look to him through the Holy Spirit, lean on him, depend on him, trust in him in those hard times. Um, there's the song by Bill Withers to lean on me when you need a friend, when you are not strong, lean on me, Withers wrote. It's a beautiful song. So COVID-19 has been this challenging time for sure. We recognize that. Indeed, we are weak. And many things that we've been looking for to pull us through to become the foundation for our lives, it's, 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 it's gone. Maybe you were looking to your stocks before. Maybe you were thinking of how much money you've saved for the future, and all of a sudden, boom, taken out, beginning to rebuild a little bit. But those kinds of challenges, looking to my friends, looking to my activities, through my health, and going to the gym, I'm in control, I'm doing all these things. COVID-19 comes along and shows us, hey, you're more fragile than you think. We need to look to God. And so in this moment, what do we learn? Well, we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to slow down. We have an opportunity to enjoy little things, an opportunity to look deep, and maybe there's an opportunity for some interior work instead of the busy activity that we're always engaged with in our normal lives. And so Jesus is saying, hey, let's take this time. Let's look inwards. The inward glance. That's all God wants is the inward glance. Just a glance. Look to him. Trust in him. And Jesus is saying, as we do this, 
He is waiting for us. He's been waiting all the time. He is there for you. He is there for me. Look inside. Look down. John of the Cross reminds us that at a, at a very deep level, what we want really is to be connected to our Creator. God created us. We are created in His image. And that longing is there. And oftentimes it's covered up, it's masked in our busyness. We're looking for all kinds of other things. But that longing, that sense of insatisfaction is actually there. It's deep. And it's a reminder for us to look to God. And so in this opportunity, we have maybe more time to look, the interior glance, to look to God, to see what's going on. And that my desire to be connected with the Creator is actually embedded into our lives. And this is a time where maybe we can wake up to that in a little bit more uh, energy and strength. COVID-19 challenges, but Paul says, hey, I hear the words of Jesus. And Jesus says, my grace is sufficient for you. In your weakness, you are made strong. So the challenges you are facing right now, the discouragements you have right now, whatever struggles you are, the disappointments, Jesus is saying, my grace is sufficient for you. In your weakness, you are made strong. So may we look to Jesus. May we trust in him. May we lean on him. Even in this season as we are moving on, hopefully coming out, look to God, wait upon him in Christ, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, in this season of Pentecost. I offer you these words in Jesus' name. Amen.